Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. After a win last night, the Padres have an opportunity to take the latest series against the Rockies and will try to do so tonight. Meanwhile, here in studio, we've got everyone's favorite Muppet, Mike Janella. He says, I look like Beaker. Beaker wore the white lab coat. Yeah, I, don't, right. well, yeah. I don't get that. Alongside Mike, it's Bob Scanlon, who's not really a fan of mixing Muppets and professional baseball. This is a continuation of the wussification of baseball right now, okay? And rounding out the crew, it's Brady Phelps, who doesn't mind Muppets, but does take offense to fancy footwear. Did you just puke in your mouth a little bit like <laughs> I, Eric Burns? I did that when I saw Scan socks, but... <laughs> now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts Mike Janella, Bob Scanlon, and Brady Phelps. Happy Tuesday everybody and welcome to Padres Social Hour getting you set for the 7-10 first pitch. Rockies and Padres game two of their three games set and it's a beautiful night here at Petco, and you always know when we get this gang together, it's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Good to see you, big man. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, we're, we're we back here. We had a fun show last By the way, time. we got off to a rough start today because I came in, I was all focused on the show, what we're going to talk about. I came in with my head down, walked right past my buddy right here, and he yeah. called me he out. He did not like oh, yeah. that one not bit. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. It was the first time I've actually said, oh, you just get a big league like that? To an actual, to an actual former uh, big leaguer. Big leaguer, yeah. yeah. You totally don't get that opportunity like, You did this for a living, you know? I feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah, I could My tell. Bad. All right. Well, uh, well, much like uh, James Shields last night, I don't have uh, too much support with these co-hosts, but I'll try and make this show a winner. <laughs> You're one-man show. Wow. It was a good, good game last night, wasn't it? That was, that was awesome yeah. Game. yeah. Hopefully we can get you two runs before the first out here on the show today. Yeah, that so. would be ideal. It's uh, all the no. old joke. Hey, there's your run. Make it stand. James Shields did. Right? Yeah. I mean, Andy Green said that, too, afterward. He said, you know what? We didn't get him much, but we got it to him early, so at least he knew, and he could help. You know, ride that train. For a guy that averages 1.2 runs a game, he was living large. Yeah, you can see runs. Runs. Thanksgiving <laughs> feast of runs. <laughs> exactly. yeah. uh, we'll break all that down a little bit later on, and we got a really good show. We have uh, Fernando Rodney is supposed to be swinging by, so we have some people tweeting in questions already. I tweeted out that he was stopping by, but if you're just hearing that news now, use hashtag PadresSH to send us some questions because Fernando hopefully will be here shortly, and we'd love to ask him what you have to say. Uh, but first, before we get to all that and before we get to the game from last night, uh, some tough news coming out of the Padres camp a little bit earlier this afternoon. And for that, we now go to the AMR injury reports. Andy Green, the manager, uh, announcing just about, I don't know, an hour ago that Robbie Erlin got his MRI results back late last night. Turns out a tear of the UCL. He's going for Tommy John surgery, uh, 14 months at least that he'll be out. I mean, tough blow. Yeah, it's brutal. I, I was, I mean, you pr you kind of predicted it, not in a, not in the way that you were wishing it upon him, of course, right. but before the news actually broke to you, you predicted, hey, this is probably what's on the docket. It was a little frustrating, yeah. It yeah. was disappointing, obviously, to find out the news, not shocked, as you're talking about, Brady, because we saw this last year. You know, yeah. we, we've seen the elbow history in the past, and just having gone through it myself I, and seen teammates go through it, it just, when it becomes a nagging thing like that, eventually it, it turns into Tommy John, and, and unfortunately, um, yeah tough break for him. Let's hope everything goes well because we've seen it not go well. That's the other thing. I think we've taken it for granted so many times that this surgery is an automatic. Yeah, this isn't getting your appendix taken right. out or anything. It's still, you're building basically a bionic elbow. It's yeah. not the way the ligaments were given to you. Yeah. It's, it's not a given. The good thing is for Robbie Erlin, he's not a guy that relies on the fastball in terms of being a 95 plus type guy. So it's not as though he's going to come back and all of a sudden, oh, he's lost that one thing that got him to the big leagues. He's always been a command guy with several pitches to go to. So hopefully he comes back and can still have that same command. 
Yeah, you feel for the kid, man. Like this is, yeah. I, I don't care how professional you are, you can't you can't prepare for yeah. emotionally what that does to you as a player. So obviously, blow to the Padres, but you know more importantly, just a blow to him on a personal level. I mean, it's just rough. It's rough yeah. news. Yeah, and that's what Andy Green rehab. said too. This was a guy that was working hard in spring training to break camp with the rotation. He finally found his way into it. Pitched relatively well. Has dealt with that elbow soreness before, and it was just hey, rehab is not doing it anymore. Got to go in there under the, under the knife. On so. the positive note, maybe in the back of his mind, okay, we're getting this resolved now. Because obviously he's been pitching with it for quite a while and probably pitching in pain for the last couple Finally of years. Finally scrubbed the, yeah, the blackboard, exactly, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I received good. that news one time where they told me you need to have Tommy John surgery, and I, I was in denial. I said, no, I'm not going to have it. And I didn't have it. I was able to continue my career. I'm not saying it was the best thing to do, but at the time that they told me I needed it, it was a 50-50 chance that you'd come back at all. Right. Just now, I mean, obviously the way that technology yeah. and medicine has right. advanced, your, your yep. chances are still, much more likely, although still not still 100%. Still a gamble. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone else, by the way, medically, pretty much status quo, uh, moving along, nothing new that we didn't report already yesterday. Uh, so that's the AMR injury report. American Medical Response is the emergency medical response team for Petco Park and wants to remind you to stay safe, San Diego. To learn more about AMR, visit amr-sandiego.com. Now, I want to talk to you guys yesterday. James Shields obviously uh, comes out, does great, 0-4 start this year after going 7-0 last year. So he's got to be thinking, man, what did I do to deserve this? But finally uh, comes through. And what did you like most about that start yesterday, Bob? I, I like that he went to the changeup early and often. And also we've talked about this before, the fastball command to the outside corner. The thing I love about watching James Shields pitch is every game you don't know exactly what he's going to go to. It might be the cutter. It might be the curveball. It might be the changeup. But he's Do you think he knows before a game or <laughs> no, does he feel it out no, as he's getting there? I think it's just he sees what's coming out of his hand, what, what he's getting the great – response from from the hitters the hitters let you know they let you know pretty quickly what's working or not yeah and for him to watch him find what's working and go to it as quickly as he does and make the adjustment in game that for me is the, the the masterful part of watching this veteran do his job yeah and I think I think James Shield I think he's tough as nails so I don't think that he's the type of the pitcher that needs uh, run support in order to go out there and have confidence I think he's going to be there regardless but man that he must needs have been run supports to win though correct <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to have that early and to have those two runs yeah. before an out was even recorded by the Padres was I mean must have like, you mean, he just must have been like oh, thankful yeah. he's, you know in the dugout waiting and then he incorporated that that slow curveball which was you know I know it's something he's been dabbling with for a while but it seemed Look, like it, it was, looks nice yeah it, it looks nice you're gonna like this Brady so there's been some chatter and I know you've been perpetuating it about the beards being maybe not the best look for this team on social media. <laughs> and I, I tweeted this last night. Going into the game yesterday, bearded Padres pitchers had a 2-10 record, an ERA above 5, and a whip of 137. So James Shields yesterday finally helping bring some of those numbers you know, back in line, back with the clean-shaven guys <laughs> who had an ERA under 3-7 with a winning record. Last night. Now, so. of the bearded guys, though, James probably has the least amount of hair, right? Because I'm thinking That's maybe true. it's Cashner's a wind resistance type thing, maybe? Maybe <laughs> it's a wind resistance. <laughs> I, uh, I think, first of all, to clarify, perpetuating meaning I was joking around at some yeah. clown yeah. in the newspaper that posted something saying, oh, these guys look like bums. Somebody wrote beers. in that, yeah, a know. letter to the editor that yeah. it should be a clean Old man policy. yells at Cloud uh, to the editor saying, you know, they shouldn't have beards. And so I'm trying to join the club because I love it. But you're right, Cashner probably has a much girthier beard than uh, 
No, Shield is getting there, though. I was looking at some old pictures of him and just seeing how it's really evolved. Maybe we need to do a team beard growing No, I think, yeah, you, think? you look gorgeous. Uh, you and look I think amazing. I pull you off look the clean shaven look. When we, yeah. when we go with the beards, man. Yeah, you guys are, team unity, both right? of you are just. That's what we're all about here, team unity, yeah, you're right? Way, you're way too pretty, no, both th of you doesn't, guys. doesn't work for me. I don't grow a good Mine's beard. Mine's gray anyway, so I really don't want to grow it out. I don't believe it. Another fun thing from last night's game, and, man, all the stuff you can overlook, all the strikeouts, the not scoring any runs after those two. It's easy to overlook that when you get the win. So let's talk about some of the fun stuff. Um, last night was French Heritage Night as well. And I started, I perpetuated this on social media afterward at the game. I'm like, hey, guys, Twitter, I'm really disappointed in the lack of French-related puns coming from this game. And uh, so I tweeted out a couple, and we had some good ones that we're going to show you later on. So if you have also Fernando Rodney questions sent to us, but also any French-related Padres puns, like, vive le pas de résistance was mine. Send those to us as well, and we'll get some of the best ones a little bit later on. You said that so smoothly, also. Yeah. I got to pull something. It's that background in the Romance languages. <laughs> All right, we got Fernando Rodney coming up next. Send us those questions. But until then, a reminder that the Padres, in partnership with Sharp Mary Birch Hospital for Women and Newborns, will honor all nurses during Nurses Night on Friday, May 6th. That's this Friday. A special theme game ticket package includes a limited edition Padres nurse scrub top. Tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. Fernando Rodney in the house. We're back with more Padres Social Hour right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. We're here in the AMR studio as always. It's a great Tuesday night for some baseball here at Petco Park as the Padres look to win another series trying to take game two against the Rockies. A man who helped take game one is now with us on the Cholula hot seat, Fernando Rodney. Welcome. Hey, how are you guys? Good. How are you doing? Great, great. How are you? I'm pretty good. A win yesterday, so things are back on track. Uh, you've had a great year so far. Five saves, haven't given up a run. What's, what's working for you this year? Everything working, <laughs> I think. <laughs> That's good. That's a good thing to have. Now, what's yeah. been different from last year when you, ha when you struggled a little bit? What have you been working on now so far early on? Well, right now, the, the command and my fastball, both sides have played two seam, four seam. This working me very good right now and, and keep the change down. You know, Fernando, we, we were talking about it. You're off to this amazing start. And it's, it's so fun to have you here with the ball club. But pitching here at Petco, I was asking you, how do you like San Diego? How do you like pitching in this ballpark? Not too bad, huh? It's not bad. It's a good, good stadium for, for pitching. Yeah. I think if you throw fastball here, you're going to get a lot of out. And that's nice, nice quick innings that way. It can be efficient. Yeah, just throw fastball right in the middle and keep it down. And you're going to get out. Yeah. So the team, the way you've been used in the bullpen so far, sometimes you come on in the eighth inning, or Andy Green yesterday had Ryan Buchter pitch an extra batter to Carlos Gonzalez. What's the usage in the bullpen like, that strategy for Andy Green? How have you seen it from your perspective, the way he's been using you guys differently? Well, uh, yesterday what, what he did with Buck, he's he needed one from one more out, and I think he asked him, if you're ready for one more guy, he said, yes. And the same idea to me the other day, he called me to the eight, two out, to get last four out, and, and I do it. Is it any different for you being in the National League? Because I've talked to some setup men, and it's totally different when you come from the American League to the National League. And you spent most of your career in the American League. But, you know, as a closer, maybe not as big a difference because you, you know when you've got to get up and ready, right? Yes, you know when, when you have to be ready and in that situation, you're going to come out to the game sometime, one run off, two run, and 
sometimes they bring you in the evening to try to keep the game in the line. But here, I think the thing is keep, keep, throw, strike. Throw get strikes, get them out. Attack the strike zone. Yeah. Now we have a question coming in. We asked people to tweet us questions because they knew you were coming. So Friar Gal, we mentioned coming in sometimes in different situations. What does a closer do differently when you're brought in for a game that's a non-save situation? So if you're in, it's a tie game or it's a big lead. How does that change your mentality than a save? Well, um, I don't try to change anything. Um, I know it's not my, my role, like, come out in this game. And, well, I try to come and attack the hit and try to get it out quick again because sometimes you come like, you, you know that's you don't want to be here, but for me, I come here like safe situation now because I know it's more important. Still got to get him out. Hey, you know, Fernando, I got to be honest. When I first saw you come up to the big leagues, you got the hat on sideways, you got the arrow going, but you've got reasons for doing that, and you, you've been true to yourself in doing that. Was it hard for you early on when maybe guys were talking a lot of smack about what, what you do on the mound and why you do it? Was it any, any challenge for you to? To they, stick with what you do? They always want to talk, you know. Yeah. Um, I know what I do and the, the reason I do this, and I keep keep going. Yeah. Some, uh, some people going to like it, some people not going to like it. But I do something, I, I respect the game, and respect my teammate, and they, and they like it, and I keep, yeah. keep going. Did, it ever, did you ever feel like some hitters were trying even harder to hit off you because of that, and maybe it helped you in a, in a way? I don't know. Maybe, yes. <laughs> <laughs> One way to look at it, yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a question come in from uh, Escalante at Christian122 on Twitter. Where did the bow and arrow originate? So how did that start? What was the idea behind that? So <laughs> the bow and arrow is something um, think about. Do something after the game, after I close the game and, and get the last out of the game. And then where I'm from, they have a community they call La Flecha. Okay. It's the Bon Arrow mm -hmm. in Spanish. That's the, the first Indian, African, America go up there. And that's where they come from. So it's sort of a tribute to uh, something back home for you. Yes. Very nice. Now we have also um, uh, Louise Strecker at Bat Poet wants to know if you can start aiming, because you tell Will Myers after every game where the arrow lands here. <laughs> they want to know, can you start aiming them at people's neighborhoods? Like, hey, we live you know, in North Park. We live in La Jolla. Can you shoot the arrow at us? Do you take requests? Yeah, they, they let me know where, where, where they live and after the game and shoot them. <laughs> All we'll right. give you a map. We'll give you a yeah, compass. You can figure out. A little out map. All right, so send us... Uh, hashtag Padres SH, your request, and Fernando will try and get an arrow to your neighborhood. Um, hey, Fernando, a question for you. You know, the one thing I've heard from everybody I've talked to here on the team so far, whether it be coaches or players, is what a great mentor you have been to these players so far. So not only doing the job on the mound, you know, throwing fastballs and nasty changeups, but really being a great example for some of these younger guys. Is that something that you thought you would do at this point in your career? And did you have a mentor when you were a young player? No. This, I think I found a way to do this and... I keep doing this. I get a lot of success when I've been thinking about doing something like I've been doing, keep it rolling. Yeah. And I feel comfortable right now. But then you share with the young guys, too. Not all, not all the veteran guys do yeah, that, but you I do. Yeah, I share with the guy because I want they, they come to the ballpark mentally, physically ready, and have an idea what they're going to do in the future. And if they want to keep in this game, maybe they have an idea what they have to do. 
Good uh, stuff. Now, we kicked Brady off of the couch <laughs> to make room for you, but he still wants to ask you a question, so we're going to take a question from Brady here. I'll tell you what, it was an honor to be kicked off the couch by Fernando Rodney, <laughs> so thank you very much. So I know that baseball players, you know, are very ritualistic. You know, we have a lot of routines, and, and I'm wondering, what is your pregame beard routine? I'm just sort of starting mine, and I know that, you know, you got a lot of you guys on the team that have those beards really flowing. I'm just wondering, you know, how do you manicure and shape that bad boy to keep it so tight looking? Um, my, my beard is like something uh, I like and I keep it fresh and clean and keep it fresh. Because <laughs> <laughs> some of the beard, like Kashner's beard is t too much, oh, I yeah. think. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you, 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 you wouldn't grow it that, that much? I can go that way. No. <laughs> um, we've got another question from uh, Jack Whittington on Twitter. Who's your favorite player to hang out with in the bullpen? So who do you like having the most fun with when you're in the pen? That's young season. Right now we are hanging out with all these guys. We go out in and we go early to the ballpark. We work out together. and That's what we do it right now. But maybe May we can figure out what we're going to do. <laughs> then you'll know your best friends then. And now everybody's Yeah, everybody. We're friends right now. Well, one of your best friends has always been the changeup. I mean, you throw the ball 94, 95 miles an hour, but that changeup is filthy. Can you show us how you, how you grip your changeup? Or is it top secret? I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> like that. All right. It's like a, almost like a circle change where you pinch the change. thumb and the mm -hmm. index a little bit. And then more do you, than do you pronate it at all when you throw it, or you just try to finish straight through it? Or? Finish straight. And then it just goes off the table? Yeah. Have you always had that? Always, like, like I say, 12 years. That's, that's, a, long league, that's yeah, a long time. That's great. <laughs> and it's been working so far. All right, Fernando, yeah, keep it going. It's been great. And I, I, I want to request your next arrow. Can you shoot it here at the studio from the mound? Um, so it's going to be low. So like literally into Mike. Can you shoot it <laughs> in, into <laughs> Mike? Because <laughs> we're, we're right by the left field foul pole. Well, how many broke the mirror? <laughs> uh, right outside. We'll keep, the mirror, we'll keep the window safe. You shot it right outside. Okay. Fernando, thank you so much, man. This was a yeah, lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Luck, Thanks season. for joining us. Thank All right. That it's was yours. Fernando Rodney on the Cholula Hot Seat. Uncapped real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. We keep Padres Social Hour rolling right after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Well, that was fun. Thank it was you, Fernando fun. Rodney. Good guy, guy, man. Yeah, no, Good he's guy. great. He's great. Uh, we got to spend so much time with him in spring training. Um, and just, yeah, he's always having a good time. And when the numbers aren't going your way, like he struggled last year, everyone points to that. Right. I'm about to take the game seriously. Blah, blah, blah. When you're going well, it's, oh, he's having a good time, he's loose. That's the way he is all the time. Right. And you don't want someone to not be themselves. Exactly. It was great. I love when he walks off, too, after, and like after any interview. He, does, he makes all these weird noises. I don't he know does, if they fix it up. He does Kermit impersonations. <laughs> he does animal noises. As he, like, we shook his hands and he walked off. I was like, hey, you know, it's nice to meet you. He's like, rah, rah, rah. He did something. He's like, what in the world? My he's, question he's is, does he have someone, a unique sound for every person? Like, oh, is that good. just the Brady Kind of like the wheel. unique ringtone for each person exactly. that calls you. He's got yeah. a different noise for each person. I don't know. Nice. It, was, it was pretty funny. He's just though. a fun-loving guy. He is. Yeah. He is. Uh, and the way he's been pitching, he's been a lot of fun for Padres fans, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so true really story. We got an e I got an email from you today, and, and yep. you said, Brady, you're getting kicked off the couch. 
for Fernando Rodney because let's be honest, you have zero innings pitch. Well, <laughs> and you honestly, don't just you don't have any. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, neither do you, pitch. tough yeah. guy. And, uh, I like how when you ask your question before you go, you know, us ball players with our beards. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I realized like I think I said we. I think I said we or something. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, we ball. <laughs> and he's probably like, oh yeah, you're a ball player, huh, bro? I don't know. <laughs> That's great. No, he was fun. So we thank him for stopping by. Um, all right, we're going to get to some more fun topics now. And I, I teased it earlier at the French Padres from last night. Yeah. And uh, I, one of my favorites, we're just going to show one of them now. This is from at Statsman2886. I was asking for French-related puns because it was French Heritage Night. And he went with Roberto Alomarseille. That's a good one, right? Sure. There were some other ones, uh, Louvre Merloni. I like Pretty that Pretty sure one. that's Alomar um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were good ones. So uh, hashtag French Padres if you want to catch up. Uh, Derek Togerson, Ben Higgins, who have been co-hosting the show this year, really got into it. it was yeah, I saw they really got into it. And I was thinking you should have waited till they were on the couch <laughs> before you started talking about <laughs> I muted your hashtag last night. That's how much I hated the French really? Padres. Oh, yeah. Why are you so against French people? I love French people. I don't like – I think you're mocking them, and that's why – Absolutely take not. take a stand for them. Absolutely not. You're mocking their Mr. Name. Politically Correct over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that please. is definitely your M.O. Yeah, yeah. I, I am known for being incredibly – The only thing I know correct. about Padres in French is that Bruce Bochy was born in France. Other than that – Oh, there you it. go. See, it's all connected. Yeah, sure. uh, no, we have Italian night coming up on June 2nd. Oh, Portuguese nice. night, my personal favorite, June Excellent. 6th. We've got a whole bunch, so just and wait. And why is that your personal favorite, Mike? Because I'm 100% Portuguese. Oh, well, that's just I'm, a, I'm a, Yeah. So that's going to be a Are fun. Are you sure about that? Have you had the blood test done? Yeah, oh. I'm, a, I'm a dual passport holder. It's Are we going to do legit por- Portuguese Padres do. names, too? Yes. See if we can offend all cultures <laughs> out there? It's not offensive. <laughs> it's positive. <laughs> We're embracing here. Yeah, sure. Brady, trying to Welcome to the spin zone with Mike Janela. Doesn't surprise me because he has his Donald Trump in inspired hat on yeah. right now that this guy's trying to fear monger. He's just everything. upset because we're not going to be able to bring Phelps in anything, you know. It's, it's right, yeah. That's true. Exactly. Phelps, yeah, the, the name of Mutz. You're not going to be able to bring <laughs> <that> <laughs> We'll Sorry. see what we can do. Padres Mutz. Um, so there's also, you know, some bad news yesterday for Blooper in particular. The news broke that Kate Upton is off the market. Oh. <laughs> because Justin Verlander Blooper, are you okay? I'm okay. I mean, if that soccer team with a 5,001 odds... Well, right. like so I can I do anything. Right? I didn't want to talk <laughs> about Leicester City yesterday. Too, I'm a yeah, big soccer awesome. guy. Yeah. And I figured, you know, a Padre social hour, baseball, all the Padres fans on Twitter would tell me, stop talking soccer. Right. It's a baseball <laughs> show. But then at the game last night, Blooper mentions, yeah, how about that soccer whatever that had like 5,001 odds? I'm like, if even he knows about right. it. Right. The guy who's never even it? seen Game of Thrones, he, if he knows about right. Leicester City it's taking 5,001 odds to win EPL, then. And you can really get back to baseball because the – Salary disparity between those clubs, yeah. right? I mean, the, the biggest clubs got over $300 million. Yeah. In pay- There's one player on that team that makes more than the entire team that ended up winning. Yeah, it, no, Lester, million, 5, so that's one odds. Yeah. To give you an idea, that is 16 times more unlikely than the Padres' odds to win the World Series before this season started. Right, right. So that, I mean, anything I, can happen. I think the most, the most like, kind of eye-popping uh, comparison that I saw was that Currently in Vegas, the odds that Elvis is still alive is also, also like 5,001. 5, yeah, it's insane. Like, so wait, what nice. are my Kate Upton odds? odds? Right, so yeah, so Blooper's Kate Upton odds. Though. Well, now <laughs> they're like, off whoa, the whoa, board. Bring it back right? to yeah, me. Bring it back to me and Kate Upton. Uh, I mean, off the board because, you know, Verlander now, they're engaged. So you missed your shot. No, there's still odds. Kate Upton proposed There's to still once. time. Not even kidding. What's that story? It's a long story, and that's kind of my MO as well as telling <laughs> long stories. Maybe I'll shoot Blooper a picture. Oh, I don't know if it could – could maybe not be PG rated for Padres Social Hour. She sent me a picture as well. All right. Well, I'm not that, kidding. Take that off the air. We'll <laughs> talk, discuss that afterwards. Getting kind of I didn't mean to big league your big moment, buddy. But um, Kate and I go way back, pre-Verlander days. 
Wow. wow, that's very wow. impressive. I sat two rows behind Kid Upton in a Knicks game once at Madison Square Garden. Oh, that's so that's we exactly got, we got stories to go. <laughs> um, now, I brought it up and it caught my eye because this was a story in uh, ESPN, the magazine that I just read uh, yesterday, a couple days ago, about athletes dating nowadays. Now, Verlander and Upton, there's no confirmed story of how they met. But they're, I think it was at a photo shoot for Major League Baseball or something. Like a video game commercial, I or thought. Or maybe that, yeah. Like Some, MLB yeah. The Show or With a couple other guys. David like Price was there, Joey Votto, yeah. a bunch of guys. But the story was about how athletes these days are using online dating, social media even, to meet potential dates, casual or serious. I wouldn't call it online dating. I would call it Instagram, Twitter, and you know, some, some like Lolo Jones, the Olympian, she said she was on Tinder even, which is designed for it. But that most is people, not yeah, online like, dating. Sure it is. Okay. Well, what, mobile dating, fine. See, now we went old school. We didn't have to use phones or IT or anything. Well, we used this right here. I this was our yeah. tool of choice. I wanted to right? ask you, and that Stan, and your bicep. How Th this was it. What was the dating scene like back then? It was in very easy. Day? You saw this cute girl in the crowd, right? You got a baseball. You wrote your phone number on it. And you said, hi, you're, you're our princess of the game. Flipped it over. Flipped it over to her. And then she'd be like, huh. Boom. Smooth. You're locked in. Snap. And now everybody on Twitter and everybody <laughs> no, this on free Twitter. I know, but I'm saying yeah. if that would happen now, right, you can't do it anymore. You would have to change your number. Yeah. It was actually, I think, it was just as easy to date celebs back in the old days. And my former teammate, Mark Race, dated Janine Turner for a while. That was a big topic, you know, in terms of the stars, dating stars type of thing. But all you did, your agent called their agent, and you, you, you lined something up, and nobody had to know about it, and it was nice That's and low-key. Now it's just like now everybody knows yeah. that. Ben, it's my people. My agent is yeah. DM, yeah. Yeah, That's but now crazy. everybody's bloopers itching to say something here. Wait, so I just all I need to do is put my number on a baseball and throw it at girls at the game? That's <laughs> it. You're locked <laughs> in, That's man. It. I'm That's good to go. It. It's easy. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems that simple, doesn't it? Here, blooper. Here you go. Yeah, we've got plenty in the drawer here. Oh, so you you're going to catch it. Yeah. Yes, sir. Right. What do you use Feel two hands? Nice. That's um, what they teach you in Little League. Proud of you. No, it was, it was very interesting. And the fact that some of these guys even have and girls online dating profiles or mobile dating profiles, like, could you imagine just the, the amount of, I don't know if scrutiny is the right word. No, what's the filter you use, though? I mean, how do you sift through that? Well, I think that there is actually, you know, this article that he's talking about. I mean, major league ball players and, well, all different professional athletes, they've gotten, they've had to get much more discreet about the way they do it because any screen grab can get them into a lot of trouble. And there's the catfishing issue that can certainly happen. As That's we a whole other ball here game. Here in San yeah. Diego, but there are ways that they go about, like, hey, if this is, if you are who you say you are, you know, you are who your profile picture says you are, send me a picture right now with your index finger and your pinky finger up, you know, or something like that to prove that, hey, I'm a real person and we're discussing. And then, and then try to build a rapport and, I mean, if it's for long-term dating type stuff, I love the idea of professional athletes who are single being able to reach out to people that they meet through social media, whether it's Instagram or Tinder or Twitter or whatever. But, you know, then there's probably the more likely of all scenarios is, hey, this is the city I'm in and what are you doing later type of thing. So right. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's a tough day. Aren't necessarily long-term relationship goals. That's why I don't have a Tinder because I just – the last thing I need is like Ghost of Ray Kroc or Fire Fever, these guys <laughs> catfishing me uh, from the social <laughs> hour set. So, got to uh, all that stuff. Um, all right, so that's cool. Yeah, it was ESPN the magazine, so check out that story. Uh, very interesting. And I'm sure night and day from, from your playing days, Bob. Uh, in some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. I think the biggest difference now is that there's nothing private. I mean, you can't sneak away and go somewhere and have a date with somebody without right. everybody knowing your business and taking yeah. a picture and sending the world about it. And they polled a ton of yeah. athletes for this, and there was, they were like, keep it on the DL, but here's kind of how I go about doing it. Here's my approach. I yeah. just say, like, hey, what's up, and see where it goes and let them kind of guide the it's, – it, it's a fascinating article, but it's also pretty sad because the old – you know, dating as it once was doesn't exist anymore. And unfortunately, the perception if you're reaching out on social media is – 
you're looking for a hookup, yeah. not for a long-term relationship. You know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so interesting story, and we can uh, you can include all that stuff with your offline conversation with Blooper <laughs> about getting Kate Upton to dump Verlander and give Blooper it's a chance. Not too late. He's got all the tools he needs now. He's got a baseball. He's got all a baseball. Right. Yeah, he's got a baseball. Sign it. Send it to Kate. <laughs> Uh, coming up in a little bit, would you give away 10% of all your future earnings for an upfront couple of million dollars? We'll discuss that. But before then, we're calling all University of San Diego students, fans, and alumni. Join the Padres for USD night at Petco Park this Friday when the Padres take on the Mets. With a special theme game ticket package, you'll receive a limited edition USD-themed Padres hat. Get your tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. More social hour right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Emanating live from the AMR studio. We're getting you set for that 7-10 first pitch. And we're trying to Wait. get uh, Blooper some Kate Upton action, I guess. And Scan now has shown him the old ways of his flirtation. No, but, but this is his effort right here, right? I mean, he's got the eight six seven five three zero nine. No yeah, area that's code That's not your right phone here, number, Blooper. Blooper. I, don't, I don't think this is going to work. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Stupid I don't mean to be pessimistic. I'm usually a, a glass yeah. half full kind of guy. But you look that's like a Jenny. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to work with you on your baseball skills, Blooper. Yeah. Yeah. We'll think More than just we'll, that. We'll get you locked <laughs> yeah. in. More than just that. <laughs> uh, before we move along, we quickly want to tie a bow on last night's game. Again, it was an awesome victory for the Padres, a well-earned 2-1 to win. And a big reason for that was Ryan Buchter's performance, and he is our hero of the game. This guy, I mean, we've talked about him at length. He's been on the show already. But yesterday, he comes in and gets not just his typical one inning, but stays on for the extra out to get Carlos Gonzalez in a one-run game. That's a guy who can tie it up in the snap yeah. of a finger. Uh, and four strikeouts in those four outs recorded. Just the one walk allowed, no hits. I mean. He's a stud. Yeah. His ERA is down to .71. Yeah, pretty legit. That's, that's pretty darn that's good. Solid, yeah. You know, it was fun watching that highlight right there. Also, all fastballs. Not that he only throws fastballs, but he's not afraid. Almost extensive, almost yeah. exclusively. It was, it was almost like he was in their head, like, like I, I might throw something else. I know he got the nasty. I, yeah. He's got the nasty breaking ball. Yeah. But you know what? I just when he was on the show with us, Mike, it was just great talking to this young man and just seeing the confidence that he had for a guy yeah. that spent, you know, like the better part of eight or nine seasons in the minor leagues. At that point, you know you're ready. Yeah. And he knew he was ready, and he just wanted his opportunity. He's getting it, and he's making the most of it. And you just see that aggressive going after guys right there. He Love it. Great. Yeah, and the striking out is really important, too, because that's something that really kills the morale of the opposition when you're trying to get a rally going late in the game like that. He's yeah. been great. Key he's thing great. also is getting that first batter out. That's one of the things that the relievers keep track of is how good are you at coming in and getting that first guy out. He's done a real nice job of that as well. He has. And for that performance last night, he was our hero of the game. Hero of the game is brought to you by the Hero Program, a new way to upgrade your home to save energy and water. Visit HeroProgram.com to learn more. All right. I love getting these topics because I know when you're coming on, Bob, since you had a recent Major League career, I love kind of picking your brain with it. Brady's just here as window decoration. So, uh, you know, uh, he's nice at the end of the class. not giving you credit, man, because we had a career, right? I mean. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, you know, we, we read it on the emails today. We yeah. ball players. So I, mean, I don't have his beard. but So there's know. this company called Fantex, and oh, yeah. people may have heard of it. And basically what they're doing is they get pro athletes, guys who are kind of on the way up or sort of on the margins of their earning power, and they offer these guys a bunch of money up front to then get a percentage of these athletes' future earnings in perpetuity down the yeah. road. So it's relevant to the Padres because Yanherva Solarte signed a deal last week, and it's totally above board. The Players Association and endorses it. They don't endorse it, but they say it's okay, yeah. totally cool. So Solarte, the deal he signed, he gets 
$3.15 million up front if Fantex can guarantee him that money. In exchange, he owes them 11% of all his future earnings. That's salary, that's endorsements, that's uh, signing autographs at the local bingo hall, that's uh, Randy Jones barbecue bottles, anything else that may come from right. his baseball likeness, he owes them down the road. Is that a good deal? Would you have done that in your playing days? You know, it totally for my playing career, absolutely, because I was a total question mark under any circumstances, right? But you got a guy like Salarte who can actually play the game. He's got a lot of upside, and especially with the salaries the way they are right now, yeah. you can be an average major league player and still make $10, 15000000 million a season. Well, if you get a two-year deal at 10 year, at year, that's $20 million. You're taking 10% of that. You know, you're at two. He's only going to pocket $1.5 out of that $3 million right, right now by the time the government gets their hands on it. So uh -huh. I, d I don't know. I'm not sure that if I were him that I would do that deal. If I'm a guy that's – look, I know in the back of my mind my elbow's been hurting for the last three right. seasons and I got a Tommy yeah. John on the way or something's going to blow out. I'm a ticking time bomb. Yeah, I'm a ticking exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the way I look at it. And, um, Brady, I'll let you chime in here in a sec because we talked about this before the show. But yeah. it's almost like – not to say you lack the confidence that you one day will be this huge earner, that this will be a ripoff, but yeah, it's kind of, I guess, like a hedge is the word you used almost, Correct, but yeah. it's almost as if you don't believe that you'll be able to really hit that next stratosphere of earning power. I have no problem with the hedge, and a lot of guys, you know, they'll take the shorter money, you know, less money for the security, I get it, and you're still set for life, but to me, that amount is so low that it, it's it. tough for me to justify yeah. it, you know, because that 1.5, what does it have to earn over the next five years to make up for what just one decent contract at right. the big league level is, is going to get him. I so love it. it. I love yeah. I, I think I would take it. I mean, if you told me right now that <laughs> someone paid me, you know, $3 million for 11% of my future earnings, I think I would, I would do it. Um, I, obviously, it's, a, you know, different for Joe Schmo versus, you know, major league ballplayers. But I, I love the concept of it. I love the company. I love that someone was smart enough to think to do this, to put athletes in a position where they can hedge themselves because who knows what they have. And a lot of these guys, they come, they get a paycheck. They don't see it all right away. They come from nothing. Maybe they have debts to pay off. Maybe there's, I mean, there's, all, there's a laundry list of things that I think that ballplayers who maybe are, are just happy to be in the major leagues. Now, a guy like Bryce Harper who just signed his monster deal with yeah, Under Armour. undisclosed 10-year deal with Under Armour. Right, yeah. but what they're calling possibly the biggest endorsement athlete, athlete endorsement ever in history. So for him, obviously, this yeah, makes that, no that, sense whatsoever. He's not their key demo. Right. He's not These their are the guys that, I mean, on, when I read that list with Solarte, I think I had heard of like two of the five guys. Yeah, so it's guys and like, you know, Michael Franco, who may become a huge <laughs> star. For him, I think that's a bad play. Right. Uh, Jonathan Shope, Andrew Haney, those kind of guys that, you know, it's not going to be your perennial all-stars, at least not when they make the deal. Yeah, I'm just curious from the agents and representative side what the justification is, especially for a guy like Franco that you were just talking about. You yeah, know, Franco, the, the he got – so you know. for 10% of his money, he is getting $4.35 million up front. But, yeah, to your point, he has a 130 home run season, and he's getting that back in his next contract right away. Exactly. And so we, we saw him this year. He was crushing. He's going to get that money I love down the, the concept. Road, I, think. I think it's a great idea by the company's part. I just wonder how many of, the, of these become desperation plays maybe of stuff that we don't know that's going on behind the scene like you're talking about. A yeah. player has some debt. He's got to do something, and now all of a sudden they end up signing something that they're going to regret later well, on I down the road. I immediately thought so. of uh, Puig reading his story from Cuba and getting over here and mm -hmm. figuring out all the people that claim to have – ownership right. of him and helping get him to Everybody where he is. Everybody gets their claws in. Yeah, right. and, you know, for a guy like that, I could see how he'd be like, in one fell swoop, he could pay off all these guys who were trying to, you know, threaten him or his family. And, 
you know, that would be obviously a pretty sweet deal. I just I, – I like that the option is out there. You know, obviously every player, you know, who are we to sit and, you know, put our, ourselves in their shoes and decide for them what's best for their future. But I love that they now have the option – to make this call if they if they so desire. It's so funny. It's kind of the antithesis of what I saw mostly as a player, which was guys were ensuring their future. In other words, they were paying money up front so that they would cover themselves mm. with the expectation that they were going to be able to play well. You know? Yeah, you're betting on yourself early. Exactly. As opposed to cashing exactly. out for sure. Yep. Right. And but I, think I mean, these guys, they've been betting on themselves their whole life. I mean, to, to get to this point, to be a professional athlete, you have to sacrifice and bet on yourselves. And I think there's a fear that, okay, I'm finally here. What if something happens? What if I get injured? What if Tommy John, when I never come back from it? Yep. You know, and so especially for pitchers. And you know these guys have got to be doing physicals on them and making sure there isn't, like, ailments that they've been hiding before they're willing to put forth that kind of cash on 10% earnings of someone who has a mush elbow, you know? Definitely a place for it. I just hope that they're being wise in terms of what kind of leverage they're giving up versus yeah. what they're getting yeah, back. Yeah, I'm not sure I would do it myself. But I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always one who overestimates his own ability, probably to my own detriment <laughs> more times than not. <laughs> don't, so. we, don't we all? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. <laughs> 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 he knows his lane. <laughs> I'm just a schmuck pancake blogger. Um, but, you know, I do, I do like that, that we're just at the forefront of this. We're at the beginning, and so now it's hard for us. But I think as time goes on, people are going to start seeing, oh, man, that was a terrible move by that guy. And so players are going to have more data to go off on if they choose to do yeah, it. Yeah, and Fantex, they guarantee the money. So they basically then sell, quote-unquote, shares of the stock of the player to people like you and me. If they can't raise that $3.15 million for Solarte, then the deal's off, and it doesn't cost Young Harris anything. You know what I think is going to be interesting also is sort of the side plays that are going to go on in terms of people are going to want to be attached to certain players, and then once you become a member of that player's team right. or club, so to speak, well, now what Where's other that opportunities? 11% that's coming hey. to me and that guy and everything. Exactly, and what other great marketing yeah. opportunities are we yeah. able to offer all these people now that they're in our database? Interesting. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I was afraid guys like Friar Fever would be uh, catfishing me if I did any online dating, and he's already <laughs> tweeted in, just make a profile for a Game of Thrones lover who watches WWE. <laughs> That's got to be a pretty unique profile. Yeah, uh. sign me up. You got me already. <laughs> uh, we're going to preview tonight's game when we come back. But first, calling all casual wine drinkers and connoisseurs. Padres Wine Fest, presented by Southwest Airlines, returns this Friday before the Padres and the Mets at 740. Sample wines from local and regional wineries. And don't miss an assortment of Maui Jim sunglasses available. Ooh la la. Get tickets at Padres.com slash party Padres social hour coming right back at you after this we're talking Padres all season long this is Padres social hour coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store Padres six and three in series openers this year this is a stat Bill Center had on Padres.com today they're 0 and 8 in series finales they're 4 and 4 in second games of three game series or of any series so Tonight can literally go any which way. They've been 500 so far. This I love year. that they're winning game number one. They're giving themselves a chance to just win the series in game number two, set up the sweep. We can get all excited about it. They haven't come through with it yet, but yeah. uh, at least we've had a chance to talk about it a couple times. I like that Mike just needed the statistic of four and four in second games to be able to determine that tonight sure. would go either way. Right. Yeah. He just it's need math. That you, can't, you can't argue with <laughs> math. They're either going to win or they're going to lose tonight. Pretty yeah. sure. Uh, Mr. Wearing his uh, Star Wars shirt a day early. Before hey, May Seth the didn't book me for the show. I wanted to be on tomorrow so I could rock the May the 4th be with you and so I don't know may the third be with you there's guys a, there's a few people <laughs> that want to be on tomorrow that was none a, of them are booked that was uh, a George Lucas cut that line yeah. in, in post may the third be with <laughs> you um, all right let's get to our lineup uh, starting lineup for tonight brought to you by United Airlines proud partner of the San Diego Padres 
Got John Jay in center field per usual, then Will Myers behind him in first base. Matt Kemp in right. Brett Wallace hitting cleanup, playing third base again. Melvin Upton Jr. back in the lineup after a night off last night. Starting-wise, at least, he's in left. Alexei Ramirez at short. Derek Norris catching. Jamile Weeks playing second. And then Andrew Kashner pitching. That takes us now to our Supercuts head-to-head -head challenge. And we're into the month of May now. And, well, yesterday, let's go over yesterday first. We gave the point to Blooper. He had James Shields. Obviously, he earned it last night, that win for the Padres. So for that once. breaks an 8-8 tie. And now it's a 9-8 blooper advantage. And at the end of April, a couple days ago, I went through and did some statistics for the month. And Brady, you are statistically the worst player of the Supercuts head-to-head <laughs> challenge. You are 0-2. Oh, that's nice to hear. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're 0-2, your two appearances. No one else All right. has done more yeah, than one. Yeah. No pressure. You know, uh, so I'd like to point out that one of do. my losses, my guy went three for four, and you still chose the idiot pitcher who got on, like, you know, 15 batters. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. I was there for that yeah, fiasco. Were, yeah, yeah. 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 three times, but yeah. didn't score, didn't you drive in a run, wasn't involved in any of the run you scoring you rallies. Yeah, you I got, got robbed, man. The only reason you remember all that so well is because you know it was wrong. Yeah. No, it's because I have an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> that I keep track of everything no, on. you know it was wrong. None of that stuff. All right, who Sounds gets like a lot of excuses for being winless. <laughs> Ooh, blooper smack talk. My favorite kind of smack talk. I don't get a chance every uh, day. The first pick today goes back to blooper, so we're just oh yeah, pouring shocker. it all, <laughs> all over you, Brady. All right, Bloop, what you got? Bring it on, pal. Will Myers. Going back to Will Myers. Right, it's been a little while. Going back to Will Myers, yeah. Shocker. Uh, you got your bag you, of tricks, Brady. What are you going with? Uh, I think Matt Kemp's going to hit a home run tonight, Ooh. so I'm taking Kemp. I like it. That doesn't mean anything if Will Myers hits two. <laughs> just the, the way your luck's been going. Not everybody can beat he's me. He's going to go it. four okay. for four with a home run, and, and Will Myers is going to go two for two and get a couple walks. And the judge will go lose. in his favor yeah. against yeah. you. All right, we'll We've see. seen it happen before. Uh, so that is it the, uh, that's the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. At Supercuts, they pay attention to every detail, the cut, the lines, the hot towel finish, so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find the Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. We're going to come back and a couple pitching questions now with the Robbie Erland news. Maybe some new names we haven't seen yet at Petco might be on the way. We'll find out when we come back after this on Padres Social Hour. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. It's almost game time, but we still have some fun to have here in the AMR studio with Brady Phelps and Bob Scanlon. Mike Janella here taking you uh, up to that game, game two of the series. Uh, guys, this is the power of Padres Social Hour. So earlier when Fernando Rodney was here, uh, we had uh, Escalante at underscore Christian122 on Twitter. We used one of his questions, and he sent us a picture. He DVR, he paused it to the point that we used his tweet and said they actually chose it. They chose uh. his tweet. Hey, man, we're here for you. We're here for all the fans. So keep the tweets coming. We I like can't wait for yeah. the, the image he's going to take of that screen grab of the uh, screen, right, grab. screen grab. Right, screen grab. Snap that. That's going to be great. Are we, gonna, just are we in the Matrix? Smaller yeah, over time. Yeah, that's that's actually Twilight disappears. Zone. Yeah. Um, a couple more tweets coming in, some questions. We let off the top of the show the Robbie Erlin, uh, Tommy John surgery news. Yeah. So now with that, Tyson Ross already out. This starting rotation kind of in shambles. Uh, Anthony Gallivan tweeting in with Erlin and Ross out. Do we see Jeremy Guthrie anytime soon? Major League veteran, definitely on the wrong side of the hill of his career, but signed at the very end of spring training. He's been in the minors. 
Do you see a place for him, or is there maybe a Brandon Morrow, somebody else that gets here before him? Yeah, the question becomes, what's your 40-man roster looking like? Because you always want to bring up somebody from your roster right. so you don't have to make the roster move and expose somebody to waivers. That's number one. Number two, do you have anybody available? Remember, when they called up Cesar Vargas, he was sort of the last option in terms of guys that were starters on the 40-man roster. Now, he's done a great job, which is nice. So yeah, he's crushing it. Yeah, anybody, anybody's available. It's going to be a question of, you know, Who's throwing well down there right now? Do you have a younger guy that you'd rather, if he's ready, hey, we'll put him on the 40-man roster? Uh, there's a lot right, of it's not as easy as just, hey, come on up to the club. You have right. to make the roster Sometimes moves it is. and everything. Sometimes yeah. it is, yeah. yeah. But, but right now, yeah, no one's really asserted themselves. In an ideal exactly. world, uh, Brandon Morrow would revert back to his former Yeah, his numbers have not old. been good so far. No, and I've heard some reports that yeah. you know some of the stuff hasn't been everything that they're looking for to be up yeah. to this point either. So, but you know what? It's a work in progress, and hopefully he, he keeps getting He's stronger. in El Paso now, yeah. AAA, yeah. but, yeah, still a lot to go. Uh, also, Dennis Lynn uh, from the UT just tweeting that A.J. Preller, no surprise, he says, but A.J. Preller confirms the Padres will be at Tim Lincecum, the savior, the Messiah's showcase on Friday. <laughs> and that San Diego would have gone even if uh, Ross and Erlen weren't hurt. We talked about Timmy uh, earlier in the week. Do you guys see why <laughs> I call him Timmy? First of all, he's like, oh, the Messiah is coming. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we talked about Timmy. Yeah. Listen, listen, we, us major league ball players. Oh, Tim and I, us ball players. Tim and I. We like it when lots of teams come I out I sit next to Kate Upton in Knicks games. I <laughs> hang out with Tim Lincecum. Uh, you guys see any, any use for him still? Quickly. Absolutely. If you yeah. get people out and he okay. dominates the Padres every year, I'd rather have him on my team than have to face him. The fact that we didn't just now have someone to immediately fill in a roster spot with Erlin, you know, like, to show you. I think that Lincecum is worth a look. Plus, right. be a great shit t-shirt. Tomorrow at 11 a.m., it's Randy yeah. Jones and Chris Ello for our Star Wars-themed May the 4th Be With You show. Brady Phelps will not be, be there. You. Enjoy Padres and Rockies. We'll see you guys tomorrow.